of them. Socks, not the because I, I just socks are white socks are so exciting. Also, fuck the Astros. They yeah. are the most boring team to watch now because there's you can't have fun. You can't root for them yeah. in good conscience. Like you can't watch stars. Like sure do love them stormtroopers. Yay stormtroopers. Hey. No, that's true. Yeah. I tried to come up with some comedic take where... I, I mean, I guess we have, like... Hey, Finn was a stormtrooper, but his whole thing was, like, I don't want to be fucking stormtrooper. Yeah! So, 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 listen, once they start getting rid of, like, the, like, really talented Astro players and move to other teams, grudge, grudge drops, no problem. Well, like, half the team isn't even the same team that cheated at this point. Still. Like, I feel like the big ones are Altuve. Yeah. Who hasn't been as good as... Like the year before they won. Hmm. Uh, I can't imagine what might have changed. I am excited. Uh, Verlander goes into free agency this summer. Who do you think he's going to end up with? I'd love it if it was the Tigers because. Obviously. Because obviously, and also they say they're going to spend big this year, but who it, who knows where that's going to go. Would you that rather see them go. spend big on old talent or new no. talent? It would be new talent, and it also would probably be batters rather than pitchers. I, I wonder if he would want to do a, like, a like farewell tour run with them, though. It would be right? cool. Like I, I could see if there's a team who you care about, you have a relationship with. I mean, I, I guess I don't know what his yeah. thought would be, but it'd be cool if he took a pay cut, quote yeah, unquote, it would. and like, just played a... His last couple seasons with the Tigers. Yeah. You know, it'd be romantic. In, in, the, in the same spirit, it would also be fun to see him to go to, like, another quote-unquote shitty team. Like, yeah. Which, I guess that would feel, that might feel bad as, like, an incredible pitcher in baseball, but also would be a fun turn in the narrative. I don't know. Listen, I'm all for having more competitive clubhouses. Yeah, man. I want as many teams to be as interesting as possible to watch. Like, mm-hmm. I want there to be good matchups. I want there to be bad matchups. I want to see just these weird guys who have these, like, monster runs. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to see team chemistry that really, like, pops off. Speaking of, the Giants. I'm, they're the team I am most excited about into the playoffs. Well, especially now um, after the divisions have closed off. Like, mm-hmm. it's... I was talking to Emma about that, where it's just like... Monster that, of podcasting, Emma. Monster of podcasting, Emma. Um, uh, mother of... of a monster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Emma. I don't know. It's Listen, baseball rules. Uh-huh. October is great because it's all baseball all the time mm-hmm. and all spooky all the time. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Free Toy Inside. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan McNaughton. I'm one of your ghosts! Damn it! Colin Ball! <laughs> Woo! Should I, should I have warned you that there was a bit available? No, I loved it. I, I thought your bit radar was going to go off. No, it's it's diminished at this point. Um, it's great to see you. It's great to be eating cereal here on the porch again. No ghosts, or no... No guests today. Whoa! <laughs> uh, just the two of us and only one cereal. Only one cereal, but I think this Technically cereal, five? Uh, I would say technically two. Okay. Um, but, I mean, this cereal has earned its own episode, right? I mean, th- th- Absolutely. Th- th- this guy is a, um, uh, you know, showstopper, um, uh, you know, top billing kind of guy. Absolutely. You know, it's a super group, right? That's really what this That's is. That's their whole pitch. Did you watch the YouTube video? Specifically for this? Yeah. No, I did listen to their rendition of The Monster Man. Okay, so that's real? Okay, yeah. so... Oh, yeah. 
perfect. So I watched the behind the scenes making of documentary Fantastic. of that, which is just like a, a mockumentary of like right of of those kind of like biopic behind explainers. the music. Yeah. Uh, so we are eating Monster Mash cereal uh, to celebrate fifty years of General Mills Monster cereals. Um, so, obviously, we have a long history with the Monster Cereals. I you were going to say hatred. <laughs> no, I, disappointment, I would say mm-hmm. most accurately. Uh-huh. So, we have had these cereals at least twice before mm-hmm. this, Pop. Um, uh, so, we've only had three of the five, because in our run, we, we went on hiatus the only year that Yummy Mummy and Fruit Brute were back on the market. We are fools. Sad. We are um, idiots. So, so we have had our Count Chocula before. We've had our Frankenberry. We've had our Boo Bear. Mm-hmm. Well, this year, we're not doing that. Frankly, because that's three cereals that <laughs> we won't finish the boxes of. Uh-huh. And also because now there's a hot new product on town. Because instead of one great taste tasting fine, we have two great tastes tasting okay. So it is marketed with all five of the monsters. So mm-hmm. the three I listed off as well as um, uh, Yummy Mummy and the Fruit Brew. Count Chocula on keyboard. So so they have formed a, um, a super band mm-hmm. is what the um, uh, like marketing is. So yeah, go, go ahead. Frankenberry on bass. Uh, Booberry on electric guitar. He's got a reverse flying V. It's actually kind of a cool guitar. I would play that. The Fruit Brute on drums and Yummy Mummy on tambourine. I feel like Yummy Mummy got there last to the studio <laughs> and like they, they, they're all like masterful musicians, you know. Mm-hmm. They're, um, um, you know, omniglots where they could have done uh-huh. anything and that was the only instrument left over. But, you know, Yummy Mummy is having fun. You can mm-hmm. see a big smile on the face of the Yummy Mummy. Mm-hmm. The booty? Look at the booty. He's yeah. shaking his hips. That's how you play the tambourine. If you... Well, I believe that part of, like, how people play tambourine is you literally bop it on your hip, right? As, as a percussionist, I can confirm, if you're not moving while you're playing the tambourine, you are not playing the tambourine right. What is the least active percussion? Um... It gotta be one of them big old drums. Yeah, it's like it's like the bass drum. All you can really move is your hand, just the one hand. Like if you're playing a concert bass drum, you got one hand that is dedicated to dampening the bass drum because if you just hit that thing straight on, it is it's a fart. You don't want that. Um, so well, you got to dampen. The I guess fart. depending on the song. That's fair. I've never played a song that it suited. I'll, I'll say that. Um, but uh, we've had a few. Have you had a few bites? I've had a few I've bites. I've had a few bites. I'm so, liking it more than either of any of these separate cereals. So, so, so even though this really markets itself as all the cereals coming together, mm-hmm. it's not. It's just Booberry and Frankenberry jammed together with marshmallows of each of their flavors. No, no? the flavors are not any different. What? I, I, I would love for you to come up with a notable taste difference between any of these mallows. I'm going to try. I, hmm. Hmm. No, you're right. Yeah. It, most places don't even add flavors to their marshmallow nowadays. Yeah. Let alone having different flavors. Especially, that's so disappointing because part of the legacy 
of these cereals is that some of them had interesting marshmallow it flavors. It was their quest. That was the thing. Like, it wasn't just like, we want to have another Monster Man of Sky. It's like, we need to have another, another monster flavor to profile. have another flavor profile. And it... Obviously, it didn't work out with either the Fruit Brute or the Yummy Mummy. Fruity Yummy Mummy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still love them. They still get their representation. I'm just staring at this box most of the recording. Just so like, the, the image kind of makes me happy. The, the redesigns are great. So I believe this may have been on the pod a few years ago when it came mm-hmm. out. They had a board game that came out mm-hmm. a year or two ago. Where it had these new redesigns for the characters, which was really exciting. And the problem was, the new redesigns didn't come with the Yummy Mummy and the Fruit Brute coming out again. Like, mm. they got cool new designs, but they did not get any cool new products besides the board game that they had. That was just kind of there. So it was really disappointing that nothing had changed. So it's nice. So on the front of the box is. I assume this is more of their, like, on-stage stuff. Like, this is the yeah. stuff that they just, like, playing on the regular shows. Mm-hmm. When you go to the back of the box, mm. there's going to change a little. This feels kind of more like, like, the music video version, right? Because there uh-huh. is better staging here. So, Yummy Mummy still just got that one tambourine. Mm-hmm. Um, for Brew, I would say more or yet less the exact same drum set. He's got, uh, he's got, uh, bones for drumsticks, though. Okay, oh, and no hi-hat. Uh-huh. Um, but I would say Frankenberry's, um, uh, bass is pretty cool. It's, it's like a skull a with big a big skull. bone. Big but, bone. But I like it because this one, I think, clearly denotes that it is, in fact, a bass, because it has the four skeleton teeth. Yeah, I, I... I never noticed that he has a chain suspender. Yeah. That's badass. I, I think that might be part of the new redesign, too. But honestly, like, they are cool. It is kind of a bummer that Boo Berry's whole thing is, what if I just had a hat? <laughs> it's but, me, Boo Berry, and I have a hat. I, his it, voice is fucking weird. So, yeah, I, I'm not really familiar with their voices outside of the music, because... With this new serial coming out, they also <laughs> decided to remake the Monster Mash. That um, Bobby Boris Pickett classic, mm-hmm. The Monster Mash. Uh, and with it, they also released a spoof-style mockumentary of like the behind-the-scenes of how they made it and came together. Um, it features talking head interviews of each member of, of the monster crew, as well as, uh, the Trix Rabbit, who talks about his therapist, uh, Lucky the Leprechaun, who talks about how he was, uh, recording a podcast, mm-hmm. canonical podcaster, Lucky, uh, the Leprechaun. We're in good, we're in good company. Uh, funny actress playing, like, the assistant, okay. uh, and, uh, Travis Barker, famous drummer, <laughs> as, a. A witness to several events in in the band's history, including their breakup in a laundromat parking lot. Travis Barker now dating a Kardashian. Yes, I found that out today. It's not great. It's interesting. Hangs out with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Machine Gun Kelly is the most annoying guy you went to middle school with. Hot, though. Um, And you know what? It was a pretty funny video. It's on YouTube. I encourage all of our listeners to check out. Directed by David uh, Ebert. I looked him up. 
he's a guy. He's on he's on uh, Instagram. You can follow him. He's got about three thousand followers. Um, he's done work for Dunkin' Donuts and other things. Uh, I don't know why I felt it was important to find out who made it, but it it, it felt like it to me. I just want to know how they got Barker. When you led with David, and there was the pregnant pause, mm-hmm. I was. So ready for it to be someone so interesting. Like, David Fincher directing it would have been truly, like, a mind-blowing experience. Someday. 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 David Ebert, come on the pod. Um, yeah, would lo- genuinely would love to hear what the thought process was, mm-hmm. the development. So, Jordan, Yeah. as we said, this is really just the booberry, the Frankenberry... They done did a mush, and mm-hmm. now they did a mash, and uh-huh. now they're in your bowl. Do you like this? Because I remember last time we had the monster trio. I was sick of it. We were quite cool on the reception. We, uh, I would say, I may have even been hostile. Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree. Uh, right now, I'm having a great time. I'm a little buzzed, but I'm having a great time. This is hitting the spot for me. I had dinner. This is just like. It's good. I'm the 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 berry flavor is more. It's weird because I don't know if I want to say subtle or pronounced, and those are antecedents. But so we've had. It's good. That's what I'm trying to say. It meshes well. The the marshmallow sweetness is popping, and the berry stuff is hidden, and it's mixing with this milk just right for me. So we've had a couple of berry cereals at this point. Mostly promotional stuff. Absolutely. Oh, those are really bad. So, I mean, I would say the Space Jam New Legacy cereal was truly one of the worst things we've ever had on a spoon. Uh Uh-huh. But the... Well, it was more of a tropical berry one. Mm. But I really enjoyed the Pokemon cereal. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. that was really quite good. Mm-hmm. So there's room for berry cereal to be good. This is I think under this Pokemon. Is, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. But I, this is light years mm-hmm. above. Uh, I don't want to speak about Yeah, that. I thought that's kind of I how t- I feel. I tried to watch the movie. I, I don't know if I told you that. I tried to watch it. I got ten minutes in, and I had to turn it off because fucking... Kobe, it's Kobe, right? No, LeBron. No, LeBron. Kobe's dead. R.I.P. Uh, LeBron cannot fucking act at all. He's not a compelling speech. Disagree, st- because you parents. haven't seen him in, in Trainwreck. He's so good. Okay. He's so fun. LeBron James is not a leading man Absolutely. who can carry a movie with charisma. Do you know what helps that, make LeBron a lot funnier? Bill Hader's next to him. <laughs> Turns out that guy could be next to an actual pile of feces. <laughs> the scene would be compelling. Uh, Barry season three when, um, but I, I found I found out some interesting things about uh, the monster cereals. Did you know at one point they? Uh, they came with cardboard records. Yes. Yes. Mo- they, they go to space. Yes. They go to Hollywood. Yes. Great. Good. I just listened to them today. They're very I've funny. never heard them. I'm just aware of Okay, that. they're on Curio. YouTube. Okay. Check it out. Uh, in addition, I found out this this, uh, this this is a bridge to bring us in between the cereal that I think we've talked... I think we've covered everything on the yeah, cereal. Uh, uh, before we leave the cereal, I do want to say thank you so much to Ken and Margaret oh, yes. at Blue Bridge Games, who are two of the nicest people I know. They run a local game shop here in Grand Rapids. They are phenomenal people. Friends and of the podcast. Friends of the pod. Future, future guests. guests. Absolutely. Um, and Ken, who I have a 
you know, familiar relationship with, one of my first interactions with him was telling him how much I love the monster cereals. Mm -hmm. And he also has a fondness for them, so we bonded over that. And he was nice enough to give us this box so we could do an episode about yeah, it. And sponsored I, by Blue Bridge Sponsored Games. by Blue Bridge This is Games. a real sponsorship, not a fake funny thing that we do. Please go to that game shop, get yourself a game. Mm -hmm. You'll have a great time. If you don't think you like games, go there. Ken and, game. Ken and Margaret will find something that you enjoy once the world gets back to a semblance of what it once was. They have a in-game a library that you an in-store library. You can go and you can play some of the games they have available. It's a blast. If you're a member, you can borrow the games overnight and try them out before you buy them. It's phenomenal. I really cannot recommend that store enough. They are great people. Thank you again so much for having us enjoy this cereal. And now we're done talking about the cereal. I'm talking about something else, George. Yeah, What's the so bridge? the voice of take it to the bridge. The voice of Booberry is a man whose name I forget, but he's also the guy who voices the amusement park ride Haunted Mansion. So he's no no stranger to spooky things. And why are we talking about Haunted Mansion? Just like our favorite serial characters popping up for a new thing. Some of our favorite entertainment characters popped up for a new thing this year with Muppets Haunted Mansion on Disney Plus. So not sponsored. Not sponsored. So Jordan, I want to know your relationship to the Haunted Mansion. I'm chewing, but it also reflects my real answer. I have zero Got it. Zero knowledge, zero relationship. Nef I've been to Disney twice, once as a kid and once as an older kid. Never went on the ride. Okay. Never seen the movie. Okay. I've never seen the movie. I went to Disney when I was two years old. I have no relationship with that property. Okay. So same same hat. Same hat. I watched it with my fiance Andrea, who loves the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> fiance of the podcast. <laughs> We, we will this be, sounds like Phantom of the Opera, <laughs> fiancé of the podcast. We will be saying, I do, on recording. Oh. It'll be behind a paywall. Um, so, she loves Disney. She mm -hmm. is all about Disney. We were supposed to go last year. Now we're going next year. And she was so excited for Haunted Mansion content. Because it sounds like the Eddie Murphy 2003 mm. movie. I thought it was definitely 2006. 2003 movie. I was going to say four. So, um, uh, it apparently is less about, you know, the specifics of the ride, mm -hmm. and more about, hey, it's Eddie Murphy. That's in a haunted fun. mansion. Yeah. So, Andrew was very excited to see important haunted mansion content. Mm. Jordan, we've already established, we don't know nothing about no haunted mansion. Mm -hmm. What do we know about? Muppet. The Muppet. The Muppet. da 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 da, -da. So, genuinely... I was just on board for anything Muppet related. I've watched pretty much all the Muppet content that they've created. It's been disappointing for the most part, right? Like, I haven't really enjoyed the shows or the shorts that they're doing. I've, I, there have been moments where like, haha, but it's not that comfort, the wonder, just the sheer joy that Muppets did bring me as a youth and could still bring me now. I'm a bit more up on recent Muppets okay. stuff. I did give their Disney Plus show Muppets Now a try. I didn't watch all of it. There were some good bits. I jumped bits. around. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I have enjoyed some of... like They'll pop up. They've done a few like late night show things. They'll just like pop up. I'll see them on YouTube. I like those. Muppets have been a late night staple mm -hmm. for a long time. 
And uh, I recently revisited several Muppet movies over last summer, and I found myself loving Muppets Most Wanted, which you don't agree with me on. I encourage anyone to revisit it if you're interested in the Muppets. I think the songs are hilarious, and I think that uh, Matt Vogel, the current uh, actor of Kermit, right, plays Constantine, evil yes. Russian Kermit, and does a great job. Um, so I, the I, worst I, part of that movie is Rick, Ricky Gervais is in it. Yes. Um, listen, it could have been worse. They could have had Josh Gaddle. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are both quite high on Muppets 2011. Mm-hmm. We think that movie is so good, we saw it three times in theaters. Yeah. It's great. It truly is just so much fun. It's Muppety. We grew up with... I grew up with Muppet stuff. I, I'm not yeah. going to speak for you. No. But, uh, the, the cassettes were big for me and my brother of Muppet Treasure Island, mm-hmm. a Muppet Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. um, a Muppet Classic Theater. Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies were... That, that was content. I watched that. <laughs> um, I, I remember catching pieces of the Muppets show, but it Whoa. wasn't really something that, like, stuck with me, mm-hmm. but now that a lot of it is available online on Disney+, Plus, um, like, I've gone back and I've watched some of it, and it's been interesting, um, you know, and I think a little outdated with some of the cultural references, but thankfully, I feel like Muppets kind of stands alone. It's not a Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. where it's doing a lot of topical of the time parodies. It is hard to watch old Saturday Night Live. Yeah, but Muppets is just consistently funny. It is just very good sketch comedy. Weirdo creative people doing funny stuff. Yeah. Gotta love puppets. Gotta love felt. I was gonna go see the Jim Henson. Uh, they have a mu- the Museum of Motion or Moving P- Pictures. I think that's what it's called in, in uh, New York has an exhibit on Jim Henson and it was recently in Detroit. Uh I was going to go and then decided not to uh, when I found out that it's just going to be in Grand Rapids next year. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll see it then. Can't wait. It's, well, you could wait because you didn't go and see it when it was around. Because you're going to wait for when it's wait. around. Yeah, that's fair. So, we have established, we love Muppets. We Muppets love are Muppets. great. I have established that I watch with someone who loves Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. So, I really want to hear your impression of the special. Because it's not quite a movie. It's a little too short for me to call a movie, and I would say it's a strong special. Yeah, it's totally a special, because it it, it, uh, it focuses on Gonzo and Pepe traversing the Haunted Mansion, and uh, characters that look like our, our, our funny Muppet friends show up, but they're not actually there. It, it's established that the uh, Haunted Mansion is using... Visions that would be empath- Sent- sentimental yes. vibrations, yes. I believe, are uh, Will Will Arnett, and his hair was like a different color, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he's old. I okay, think he's old I thought it was like purposefully done. Like he was like kind of I don't know. So, so the- I didn't recognize him at first with like the droopy mustache and the different. But then once he started talking, I was pretty proud of myself that I noticed some of the people that were popping up throughout the special. Like the statue heads? The statue heads were, um, uh, like, some of the... the, I think those were the biggest and quickest. Oh, that that person. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them I had no idea. Yeah. So, it was... I'll just say, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to watch it again before Halloween season's over. It was a lot of fun. And I spent a lot of it 
pausing, going back and forth with Andrea, where she would say, this is a Haunted Mansion-specific thing. When he introduced, when Will Arnett's character introduces himself, he says he's your ghost host. Mm -hmm. That's just from the ride. Yeah. Um, uh, when they're in the room where all of the The pictures paintings. and it goes up. Yeah. And that's from the ride. So there, it was really cool to see these cool set pieces and have her tell me like what they're pulling from the ride and what it is that they're kind of changing up. I, I really enjoyed having that different perspective. And I got to tell her, oh, I recognize this puppet being from this special. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jordan, who was your MVP of the special? It's hard not to say Gonzo. Um... So, I just need to think a little bit. I, I have a number one with a bullet. Go, go. The goat. Yeah. The, the goat, goat is just, out there. The goat who just shows up and screams. screams. So good. It is just phenomenal. It's a great goat puppet. Mm -hmm. It has, like, the right amount of cute and uncomfortable. It looks a little weird and ratty. It's very, very good. It is very reminiscent of... Um, uh, they had a character in Muppet Treasure Island who was a very dumb goat. Uh-huh, um, yeah. I, I think his name was, like, Billy Goat Gruff or something. Yeah. And it just looks like that, but this one's just a sheer screaming goat. It's pretty wonderful. My, so, I have to say, it's, it's my, my MVP, if I chose, would still be Gonzo. I, Gonzo Stan. Uh, but the hardest I laughed was... I'll have to say, I'll just share my opinion on uh, on the whole special. Uh, I liked it pretty well. I thought it was strongest in the beginning and then just waned for me. The hardest I laughed was the Swedish chef chasing around a living pumpkin with a chainsaw. Yeah. And the pumpkin was screaming. That had me rolling. Uh, so, similar to a screaming goat, it was the screaming pumpkin and the Swedish chef. Turns out, when when puppets are screaming, it's pretty funny. It's fucking funny. I mean, there's a reason why Kerm, one of Kermit's most famous things is going, Aah! How did you feel? I know that, like, uh, not necessarily breaking the fourth wall, but being referential of the, the, con, the, the format of what they're doing as part of the whole Muppet thing, but I felt like they really kind of, like, Miss Piggy had a line of, like, Oh, this is the most screen time I get in this special, and I'm in the like. It's just I feel my like, head. I feel like they did that kind of stuff a a lot more than I was expecting in the special. How did that play for you? Did you pick up on that? Honestly, I feel like there's only the piggy line that really popped okay. for me as being the most. Hey, wink, wink, nudge, mm -hmm. nudge, and that was really apropos for a piggy character. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, again, I think it is genuinely funny. Yeah. I agree with you. There is, I think, it's well written. I think that it really starts to drag once they try to do more of the plot. But when it's just, here's the scene, here are the sets, mm -hmm. go out, explore the bits, which is apparently what the Haunted Mansion is. I asked Andrea, so are there like big drops? Is there anything like big and spooky? But no, it's just you're going through these really well-constructed scenes, mm -hmm. and you're seeing all the pieces interact. You're seeing the cool stuff that they do. And honestly, I think that they knocked that out of the park and just having the Muppets interact with it. Mm -hmm. I want to see Muppets just react to stuff. Turns out that's always going to be just a perfect formula for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think we need to talk about Pepe. Okay. How do you feel about Pepe? Are you a Pepe fan? Pepe, the King Prong. The King Prong. Uh, I genuinely enjoy... I, or Sorry, not genuinely. Generally enjoy Pepe. Yes. Uh, 
I thought his bit for the first half of the movie where is... he wants to go to the famous He wants to go to party. the famous people party. It wears on you. But also, it wears on everyone he talks to, yeah. so it's part of the thing. Uh, he is funniest to me when he is saying things wrong, such yes. as horsey d'oeuvres or something. Yes. Like, very funny. Uh, so... But then he just gets caught up in this thing where he's being, like... Seduced. Seduced by Taraji P. Henson. As and, the bride, who's, yes. like, a big character at the Haunted Mansion. Oh, really? Where, like, at the end, when they were leaving the uh-huh. Haunted Mansion, she's like, come back and see me. Apparently that's, like, the thing you're hearing as you're leaving. Fun. So, uh, that was pretty good. But I agree with you 100%. He just kind of gets stuck in that. Because... He loses so much of his personality. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of stuttering. He's just not the character at that point. Mm-hmm. So I already talked to my brother Keegan, um, a friend of the pod, mm-hmm. future guest of the pod. Uh, he is wondering. He wondered the same thing I did. If you have Gonzo as your primary lead, why isn't he with Rizzo? I feel the Gonzo Rizzo chemistry has been so successful so many times in the past and it was just kind of disappointing in the beginning I truly did not understand why it wasn't Rizzo and then when they got to the portion Mm -hmm. where the bride was present that made sense to me why it had to be Pepe but it was kind of disappointing because Rizzo's funny I really like watching Rizzo do stuff and when you get Rizzo it's great because then you get all the other rats coming in and doing stuff too they've I have I a new MVP. The, I think the truly funniest part of the special. Fat hat, or fat rat in a hat. Fat rat in a hat. Very funny. Um, it, it just really is so good. They set it up. They execute it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Great joke. Um, I, I, I think it is funny. It does the classic Muppet laughs where Fozzie's out doing his bad jokes. Mm-hmm. Statler and Waldorf are criticizing things. And they're on the ride, which is funny. Um... I did not know that the little carts you're in are called a Doom Buggy. I thought uh, that was yeah, really yeah, yeah. fun. I think I weirdly knew that. Um, I think it would have been... I I feel like, uh, bringing it back to baseball, which we started talking about, uh, I feel like uh, Rizzo and Pepe have the same like war. It, they're still like both just above replacement level Muppets where you can swap them out and I think they're going to add overall the same amount of enjoyment in the story for me. Because um, like Rizzo's thing would have been like, he's like the New Yorker and he would have been just kind of like over the, he would he would have been oblivious, he would have been like over it ra- rather, or like incredibly cowardice. Well, I think those are the two directions he would have gone. I think cowardly would have been a good fit to Gonzo who truly was fearless mm-hmm. in the face of everything up until the end. But here's the thing. Even with Pepe, they had to give two completely separate like MacGuffin plot points to get him in the story. It's funny you say MacGuffin. That was a funny joke. Yeah, uh, I, 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 listen, the great MacGuffin. It, it's magician. simple writing. It's good. The, I, and his sidekick, the red herring. Yes. Uh, Pee-wee the Red Herring. Yes. Who has a little French accent. He goes, oh, oh, Pee-wee. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. So, I would say, overall, the special is 8 out of 10 for me. Mm -hmm. I really do think it's just so much fun. I think it's now in my seasonal rotation. There's one area where I think it falls woefully short. The music is just nothing. It's not very good. I say one song is good. And it's the first one with Darren Chris. I okay. love Darren Chris. It was great to see him. 
He danced very well. It was a good song. I didn't like uh, some of the CGI elements that they did and inserted, like, with the ghost stuff during that. I think it looks bad in a way that works for the Muppet aesthetic. Yeah, that's fair. That um, was the most enjoyable song to me. Yeah, because they have... Everything else not good. So, so they have, I think, three songs all together. Yep. There's the song where they first get to the Haunted Mansion and they're mm-hmm. walking through the graveyard, mm-hmm. which is one of the big set pieces at um, the Haunted Mansion. That's where you get a lot of your cameos. Yep. Celebrities showing up and they're there. Mm-hmm. So, yep, Darren Chris from um, a very Potter musical, he's there walking us through. We see Danny Trejo show up. Danny Trejo. Um, so she is a Mata. Danny Trejo uh, also shows up in Muppets Most Wanted. Yeah. Hilarious. So I, I wonder if he just loves the Muppets or the Muppets I, just love him. Well, also, I hear that Danny Trejo is like, never turns out a job. Yeah, it's like, oh, you'll pay me? I, okay, I will be there. I mean, listen. I'm it, not busy? Okay. It's, it's fun to see him. Again, some stranger cameo showed up, including Pat Sajak, the real fashion <laughs> guy, which just didn't make sense to me. Um, yeah. Um, uh, El- Alfonso Riviera, mm-hmm. um, Carlton from The Fresh Prince. Yep. So they just have a lot of just Craig faces. Robinson. Yep. yep. Just a lot of faces popping up. Um, one face that I thought was really interesting, because I didn't recognize who it was, mm. was this guy who doesn't have any acting credits. He's never done any performances, except he's a video game guy. He did a lot of modeling and um, a capture for different Star Wars video games. Interesting. So I'm wondering if he was just there to do some of the effects. They're like, hey, do you want to be in the Muppets That's special? fair. I mean, with doing, uh, I imagine it's going to be LucasArts yep. doing the games, yep. and that has a relation to the Henson Studio. Um also, I didn't see him, but Brian Henson showed up on screen. Um, Do you know what, where he? No, 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 no. He doesn't show up. He's a voice. Okay. He, he's one of um of the ex husbands. Gotcha. He plays Sal Manella. Incredible. Um. Uh, so there other director of Happy Time Murders, Brian Henson. Uh, another song that um, appears is when they're in the dining hall, and it's kind of the big. That's like the biggest song. Here's. You are here. Here's the plot. If you don't get out, that's gonna have to. Do. It's pretty much the song, and it's great because it has a lot of like the different Muppets doing the different fits. It's just the bar for the music has always kind of been quite high. Mm-hmm. I feel like especially since the 2011 version, where they had Brett McKenzie from Fly the Concords coming in and doing and, so much of the music and the sequel, yeah, Muppets Most Wanted. Like that era, the the music just so. Good. It's really quite disappointing yeah. to see that the music just fine. Yeah. Uh, agreed. And then I believe Taraji has a song about... She does. Um, uh, killing her, people. Yeah, killing people. Which is fun. Listen, yeah. I, I, I like that Taraji gets to do stuff like that. I like it. That means she doesn't have to make her own, like, ma to uh-huh. get that experience. So... Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like I had something to say a long time ago about this, but it has long since passed me. Another cameo um, that I appreciated that I had to look up, in the Miss Piggy scene, mm-hmm. there's a woman who comes up and... Yeah, says, yeah, who was that? She is one of the Imagineers who works on the Haunted Mansion. Oh, cool! And so they brought her in to be a part of it, which I think really just... When the Muppets are doing something, it mm-hmm. feels sincere, which really is something I crave in my content. I think it's what makes the Muppets meaningful. Yeah. Is that everything they're doing is a sincere send-up and not like a mocking parody. I remember what I was going to say, and I may be having my Muppet facts wrong, but I believe 
it's either Pepe or Rizzo. And I think it's Rizzo who is created and voiced by the man who used to play Kermit, who left Steve Whitmer after having creative differences about the direction they went with the ABC show. Oh, okay. Muppets. And so perhaps that is why uh, Rizzo was not uh, Gonzo's companion in this special. Understandable. You know, it's it's a Muppet-eat-Muppet world out yeah, there. I absolutely. Get um, but I, I would say, you, you said 8 out of 10. I'd probably put it, for me personally, like 6.5 uh, okay. or 7. Still had a good time. Uh, and like you said, it's still sincere entertainment, and I am happy to see that they're doing something with the Muppets yeah. because it's been a while. Uh, the Muppets rule. There's so many things you can do with them. You can truly put the Muppets in anything, mm-hmm. and it will be good. Yeah, I, I sincerely feel that. Yeah, Kean um, uh, was talking to us about what other things they could do with the Muppets. And he mm-hmm. brought up Muppets Classic Theater, which is just them doing some old tales and stories, just the Muppets instead. And mm-hmm. he brought up, in the same vein as Muppets on a Mansion, where they just did Muppets Edgar Allan Poe. And it would be cool. It would be a very interesting production. Mm-hmm. As long as they have a good like line for it, I can see it being genuinely entertaining. Um, well, yeah. Um... Similarly, I, I, w- I would I crave some some new original Muppet content, mm-hmm. and and I feel like um, the earlier films, I guess mostly the caper and, but like I feel like you you put Muppets into a genre is yes. kind of like the uh, other thing. Agreed, a hundred percent. And so now, unfortunately, the obvious one is superheroes, and yeah. I don't I don't, don't want to see that. that. I don't want to see that. So. What 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 do you think? Of, what what other things could we do with the Muppets that they, they could do a full feature on? What could we put them in that's kind of popular? Well, I, I would say we've covered action adventure mm-hmm. in the past by doing Muppets Treasure Island. Mm-hmm. We've had a bit of our sci-fi by doing mm-hmm. Muppets from Space. We have a little bit of a caper with Muppets yeah. Most Wanted. I would say the Muppets 2011 is getting the band back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think one of the genres left mostly untouched is just straight-up fantasy. And that's because the Henson Company has done so much fantasy Original on their own. Fantasy, yeah. So I would honestly just love to see the Muppets do a King Arthur story or just okay. some fantasy. Again, if they did Muppets D&D... I would be on board for that. That would is a great idea, honestly, because I feel like the duality of they would show both ends of it. Yes. They would show what's happening in the game and what's happening at the table, and I think both environments uh, have a have a lot of meat that the Muppets can dig into. Yeah, I mean, it plays with their dynamics really well. It, it would be great to see Miss Piggy, you know, trying to be a dainty princess character, mm-hmm. and she goes into barbarian rages. Absolutely, I, I would love to see. You know, Fozzie the Fozzie the Bard. You know, yep. going out there and telling jokes so bad it causes physical pain. pain. Uh, is, is Kermit? Is he a paladin? Is he a? I, I think he's just your generic knight character. Yes. Yep. Uh, Scooter is the DM. A hundred percent the line I was going for. <laughs> so I, I feel like we have a solid three Muppets in the game. 
God. Who, who, who's the fourth character you add to the table? It's gotta be Gons. Okay. Well, you just have to have the core four okay. are playing. You you could think... What does Gonzo do? Is Gonzo a rogue somehow? Gonzo has to be a rogue, but he's like a bad rogue. I think he does things and they fail, but he still gets the end result. He Gonzo fails crits the most. Yes. Up and down. <laughs> yep, he, crit, he crit fails, crit succeeds. Um... Uh, another, sorry, this just reminded, th- just thinking of characters, mm-hmm. I, I got reminded of, uh, Beaker and Honeydew's appearance as just statues, yeah. and you're like, who's yeah. kind of disappointed? You're right, you're right, that's another reference of them saying, oh, we're only this much in the movie. Uh, it's because of the budget. Yeah. Uh, funny, funny joke. Um, but yeah, and then, like, a lot of the supporting Muppets can show up in their, their quests. Yeah. Uh, and they have a couple of great monster Muppets. That'd be really funny. Carl. To, yep. Um, uh, I mean, listen, I love Sweetums. Yep. Um, uh, the bear is Bobo. Yeah, Bobo. But but I don't want to see them as monsters. I want to see them as, like, the townsfolk. Mm-hmm. I want to see, like, Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem as, like, a Hydra, where each <laughs> of them is, like, a different head coming off. And then you have the animal head who's, like, hitting his, like, skull against the ground. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really entertaining, you know? I want to see Sam the Eagle as a Sphinx, where he asks you a riddle that you have to answer. But the riddle is just an actual fact. <laughs> I Listen, I'm... People uh, people love the Muppets. People are great at writing the Muppets because the character lines are pretty clear. And again, as long as you're writing with a sense of sincerity, I think it. I, I think it absolutely. You can be has. possessed by the spirit of the Muppets easily. Yeah. Uh, hire us to write Muppets D and D. First, go on Twitter. Hire the person that wrote Muppets Great Gatsby. Mm. I I would absolutely watch that. But then hire us to write Muppets D and D. Absolutely. Um, so what? Whew. But before we wrap up, I just want to know what are, as I said, I think, unfortunately, the monster series are a part of my seasonal rotation. Whether I really want to eat them or not, I'm gonna have them every year. Um, uh, I think contractually obligated. Yes, I think the um, uh, Muppets uh, Haunted Mansion has reached my seasonal watch list now. Nice. Um, uh, I said that last year about Hubie, uh, Hubie Halloween. Okay. I haven't revisited yet, but I'm looking you, forward you, you to get, it. You got a couple weeks left, mm-hmm. so I, I just want to know though, what's in your seasonal watch list? And I was like, I've got to watch this because Andrew and I made a list so we can make sure we get to it all. Um. I don't. Uh, it's just over the garden wall. I think. Okay. I think that's the only one I've like. Purposefully, consistently watch because I love horror movies, and so I use this this period to be like, I am watching horror movies. I'm gonna watch as much as I can. I try to watch new stuff. As a movie goer, I always want to watch new things. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff that pops up: Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, horny, fun. I love that movie, so it's on the list. My favorite, all-time favorite horror movie right now: uh, House of the Devil. I plan on watching that one again. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, those are the two that come to mind beyond Over the Garden Wall. Um, but, yeah, you know? I, I love Over the Garden Wall. It's like this big communal thing that we do. Each yeah. Year. It's really nice just to share with new folks. Uh, our list is pretty much always going to have to be Hocus Pocus for Andrea, mm-hmm. which is a movie I just do not really enjoy, but we'll watch oh, no. every year because she loves it. Um, uh, I That's got... me and like Princess uh, Prin- uh, Corpse Bride. Okay, Ellie yeah. loves the stop motion, yeah. Burton stuff, and I'm cool on it. Frankenweenie's great. I really like Frankenweenie. I don't know if I've stayed awake for all Frankenweenie. I'm gonna Fra- try Frank it again. Frankenweenie and Paranorman are both great. 
Highly recommend them both. But um, yeah, our, my, my watch list is pretty much just Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm. I gotta watch that. It is just essential. Got that on DVD. It's great. It is. I believe my family has owned multiple DVDs of it because oh, yeah. we just forget we own it and we just go buy it again. <laughs> um, other things on our list: Adam's Family Values. That one does. That one does come up a lot it's, in my it's life. It's just so enjoyable. I like it more than the first one for uh, sure. I do because Fester gets to be Fester for more of the yes. movie. The biggest flaw of the first movie is how much. Again, it's the same issue with Pepe not really being Pepe for part of it. Mm-hmm. When you don't let a character be the character. Kind of doesn't work. Not as fun. No, but Adam Sandler Value, great. Duran Cusack, phenomenal in mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, Beetlejuice is also on our list. What? What's you know the, the movie? movie Beetlejuice? Yeah. Who's? What's it about? Um, it's mostly about Alex Baldwin. We, really? Enough. Yeah. Wait. You'd be surprised. Okay. Um. Anyone else show up? Like a what's the name? What's who does Michael Keaton play? I don't think Michael Keaton's in that movie. Interesting. Um, Beetlejuice. <laughs> um, listen, it's fun to be in the spooky times It's absolutely. fun to be in the baseball times Fall's great, I just enjoy being in weather that isn't suffocating Absolutely I enjoy feeling cozy I like returning to things that are comfortable Just yes. like you I, Yes I, I like having you guys return to your comfortable podcast Free Toy Inside Free Toy Where you inside. will always know that your We're two best friends are going to talk about Monster Cereal Are going to talk about Monster Cereal Whether they like it or not Until we die and then are brought back in some horrible If they, if they don't do it If they don't release another one of these Do we have to like make our own mashup of the Monster Cereals? Is that going to be next year? Like we make our own Monster Mash? Listeners will have to stay tuned to see. Oh. Uh, I'm on my third bowl of this. I've been pouring as we're going. Okay. I'm just like weird. I'm just hungry. Uh, I, third bowl. I'm finally how I feel uh, last year. But, I'm, I'm over it. But I'm good. Here's the thing. Do you think it's just because last year we did do three bowls, one of each different mm. one, and so you just got sick of all of them Maybe. consecutively? Maybe. But after a while, that uh. That amalgam that I was so fond of of the the berry flavor with the mm-hmm. marshmallows and the milk, it it is gone. It is waned. It's no longer there, um, and now it's just some okay berry cereal. Is this better than just Boo Bear or Finger Bear in their own? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, Absolutely. I would also be keen to maybe see how this compares to just Berry Berry Kicks with marshmallows, because my understanding is that might be exactly what it is. So uh, we'll have to find out next year. Uh, is there anything we want to leave our listeners with? Anything we want to plug? Um, if you're going to go out and enjoy some cereals, please make sure you're enjoying brands like General Mills and not Kellogg right now. Please yeah. support uh, workers who are striking for just basic human rights and the ability to live their life outside of work. Yeah, absolutely. Pay attention. Keep your eyes open. Uh, put on the glasses from They Live. Uh, yeah, thanks Keep for chewing listening. your bubble gum and... Kicking ass. Uh, I don't know. Weird, I just ran out of bubble gum. <gasps> Thank you, we love you. Goodbye! Bye.